You're listening to The Propel Podcast, a show to guide and inspire ambitious women to propel their income, influence, and impact online. My name is Ashley A. McNulty, and I'm sitting down to share what's worked well and not so well in the years I've been an online business builder and mentor. Each week, I'll bring you insights and practical tools alongside other impact-driven leaders that you can implement now to propel your online business today. I'm really so excited to have our first guest on the Propel podcast, and I think I've chosen the perfect one. This is Jessica Zalums and aka Jay-Z. <laughs> now, Jess, the reason I wanted you on today was I feel like you're the person who's like that stage ahead of me that I really admire and look up to, and you're like goals for the foreseeable future of my business and where I'm headed. And I honestly hang off every word you say, especially when you start talking geeky business numbers and making it all sexy. (laughs) Um, And really what I love is that you're, you're just such a good role model. And what I mean by this, and I won't give it all away because I don't want to share all of your story for you. But what I love is how you've been able to leverage and already set up for you product, company, systems, processes. You've had your blinkers on from the beginning. You've created such incredible foundations, like your story is amazing, your results and success in that. And I love how that's opening the doors for you and setting you up for your bigger visions, dreams, goals. And I'll say one more thing. I heard this saying once and I can't remember where... I heard it from, but it's really stuck with me. And that is, if you're building the Eiffel Tower, you're not going to build it on the same pad you'd build a house on. So the pad, the foundations is so important. Mm. Okay. So let's dive in. Let's start with sharing a bit of backstory. So if you could fill us in where you were before you've come into this affiliate marketing, direct sales space and how you've gotten to where you are now. Mm, Thank you so much for having me on here, Ash. This is so exciting. And yeah, so my background, I was working in public relations in a PR agency as an account director. So got a marketing background. I also have been in network marketing for a while. So I was in traditional network marketing for five years before I transitioned into this space. And what I've always loved, and, and you hit the nail on the head there, is really leveraging systems, companies, products that are already set up so that I can have time leverage. Because a lot of us come into this space, into the online space exactly for that, for time leverage and for the freedom. The freedom lifestyle, right, is is exactly what so many people are seeking, but they get a little bit caught up with the ego around recreating the wheel and feeling like they need to be the face and the creator of everything instead of leveraging what's already created. So a lot of my success and the freedom that I have now comes down to me doing exactly that. And, you know, exactly like you're um, saying with the Eiffel Tower, you know, there's many things I could be doing on top of this business, many, many things. But right now, my focus is getting my business to a really, really solid space so that it can fund all the other things. Like it's the vehicle that funds 
you know, all of the other businesses and, and, you know, I'm doing coaching at the moment. I've got other businesses in the works to launch later this year once I've hit the goals that I've got within my business now. Um, and I've been in the space for three years. I've been creating this business and my income for three years. So, you know, it, it's, um, it's certainly not something that you create overnight. Um, you know, another saying to really anchor in on this topic is that Rome wasn't built in a day, but a brick was laid every day to build it. So it's all around consistency. For three years, I've been consistent. And that's why the results that you see have been consistent because I didn't, um, you know, like I had pretty awesome results. I was able to leave my job, my PR job within 12 months, but it didn't happen overnight, right? And and I have been consistently working on my skills, consistently putting in the work and doing the do on a daily basis to get to where I am now. So I think, um, you know, you can often look at people in the online space and be like, oh, you know, she's so lucky. She's an overnight success or she, um, you know, of course she can do it. She's got the experience, but it's like, no, she probably has work ethic, consistency and has never given up. Oh my God, you just hit the nail on the head. I was going to bring that in that comparison of so often, like if I was brand new in this space, I could look at you so easily and go, crap, I should be doing what Jess is doing. Like, but the thing is, that's not how we started. So maybe um, sharing a little bit more on how we started and how we leveraged. And and a lot of people, I think, think they need to have it perfect straight up, that they've got to have this all set up, this all ready to go before they can like launch or or show up. But really it's progress over perfection and it's trial and error. Like, you know, I've been helping a team member setting up their Instagram and whatnot to get ready. And I was like, you can add all the bells and whistles later on. You are mm. going to change your bio like you change your underpants. Just get the damn thing done. Do you have any more to add into that? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's I said to someone in my team the other day the same thing. I was like, just get the skeleton done, just get it launched and you can always edit and improve from there, but you can't improve on something that's not live. You can't improve on a concept. So just get it live and then you can tweak and, yeah, put the bells and whistles on and, you know, make it better from there. But I think a lot of people get really stuck in like the conceptual phase of like, oh yeah, I'm going to start a Facebook group and I'm going to make my whole plan perf- like perfect first before I actually go and do it. It's like, go and make the Facebook group, then perfect it and get feedback from your audience and from the market to perfect it while you're going. Right. Oh, and you learn so much more from actually taking action and feedback. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And in those beginning stages too, like you were talking about leveraging what what's already there for that freedom. And so you had one son and you were working a full-time corporate job. So tell me how you fit that in around that lifestyle. Yeah. So my business really was created when I started in the pockets of time to and from work. So my commute on the bus to work, my commute after work, um, night times when Tio, my son, had gone to bed. Um, and I think it's not just finding the time, it's being dedicated to that time each day. You know, like I still worked my job and put my all into my job. But when I was working on my business, I was focused on my business and I knew exactly what to focus my time on that were income producing activities. It's very easy to get distracted 
and procrastinate doing the things that are fun to do rather than the things that need to be done in your business on the daily. And if you look at any entrepreneur in any industry and you ask them what they've been consistent in, it's not the sexy stuff. It's the day-to-day things that move the dial forward in your business. And I think people get really stuck on like wanting to do all the sexy stuff and then completely ignoring the things that actually do bring in the money and the sales into your business. Yeah, you've got to have that grit to do those tedious things, the things that you don't necessarily want to do so that you can do those gravy on top type jobs. And so doing that around having a family and doing night times once your son went to bed and all of that, like I think that's something that people um, maybe there's a bit of a misconception around like we start our own businesses to be our own boss, to work on our own terms, to have that freedom, but it's not actually going to give you more freedom in the very beginning. You've got to put in that grit and that hard work. Mm. So did you find like what sacrifices or or did you not? Did you have more of a balance in that? Because I've found for me that I have absolutely sacrificed a lot more. There are people I've talked to that have said, you know, when the kids go to bed, that's mine and my husband's time. I'm not building a business then. Whereas I'm so like dedicated and you know, so dedicated to mastering my profession and loving what I actually do, even the tedious stuff that I do that then too. So Mm, this is such a good question. I think it's the best excuse in the world to say that's my time with my husband or I have kids or that's my time with my kids. Like you can either use them as your biggest why or your biggest excuse. That's my opinion on that. And I think it's the biggest cop out for someone to say, oh no, but that's just a boundary for me. I don't spend that time. That's cool. What other time do you have? Because we all have 24 hours in the day and it's all a choice as to how you spend your time. If you're willing to spend time watching Netflix, scrolling social media, doing any other sort of like menial task for entertainment, then you also have the choice to use that time to build an empire, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm now unemployable because I would any day of the week, I just can't now focus my time on building someone else's business over my own. Like I'm way more motivated building my own business and my own empire than someone else's. So when someone says that to me of like, you know, I don't have the time or, um, you know, like I need to focus on the kids or whatever. It's like, well, that's cool, but then nothing's ever going to change in your life. So how much, how badly do you really want it? Like for me, I've got two young kids now. I've got a nine month old and a three year old. You better bet every day I'm working on this business and it's not at the sacrifice of them. It's actually benefiting them, especially at this stage, I, this is my personal belief, but if you're going to build a business, what better time to do it when they're that young, Mm -hmm. when they are in school, they're going to remember when I'm not there at school assembly, when they're doing the, you know, Easter hat parade or whatever, (laughs) you know, like all of those things at soccer games for Tio, like he's going to remember me being there versus, you know, from being born to three and me working at home and building an empire, like he, there's, I'm still around for him. So I personally feel like this is the best time to actually be building a business because it then allows you the time and the space to build it to a point where you have complete time freedom, a lot of leverage and the choice to be there at, at the moments that they're actually going to remember the most. Yeah. And my opinion might be, 
a little bit controversial, but what I've found, and I only have one child, she's nearly three years old, but I've actually found it's made her more resilient, more independent. Mm. Like kids are adaptable, they're flexible, and they're going to get used to like if you're always coming to every beck and call of theirs and, you know, like whereas to have that like you've just got to wait a moment, can you just be a bit patient, I'm just on a call. And I absolutely don't push that. Like I try to really have a bit of a schedule with myself. I get a bit of work done before she wakes up in the morning and then we'll go and have outside time, you know, get a bit of sun and fresh air and play until like she used to have an earlier lunch at about 11. And then TV and food. And I never thought like I was one of those moms, like we're totally going into mum topic territory here, but I was one of those moms that was like, no, never going to have screen time or McDonald's. Um, And now I'm like, TV, food, there's your lunch. Like I'm getting a little bit more done and it's just being flexible, but like stay at home moms, you can be flexible. Um, You know, like it's a lot easier for me to reply to messages or, you know, any of that sort of stuff while being a stay-at-home mom than it would be working a nine-to-five. Yeah, absolutely. And it come, it also comes down to you allowing yourself to have a career and have drive and have your own ambitions and goals on top of being a mum. Like mm-hmm. I didn't get into this business to be a stay-at-home mum full-time. I have Tio in daycare twice a week. He's with my mother-in-law once a week. So I have three days where my toddler's out of the house and I've just got my baby at home. I also ask my mum to do a lot of, um, you know, babysitting for me as well. So I have enrolled a lot of people into my vision to help me out. And, you know, it really does take a a village um, to raise a child. And children from zero to three have um, some, I think it's called somatic, semantic um, memory. So they just remember being held and loved and cared for and, you know, paid attention it's not going to matter. They don't remember that it's me or my mum or the other uh, grandma. Like as long as it's someone that loves, wants to protect them, wants to give them the best, like that's all that matters to me. And right down now, and this is a really important topic. It's a little bit off topic, but it's, it's you know, it's the truth of how I've built my business is I have a village. I've created a village. Well, it's still, it's leverage, isn't it? It is. It's absolutely leverage. And, you know, again, it can be the biggest excuse or or you can just use it as your biggest why. I've made it happen, right? Like I've, I've allowed myself and made it happen and asked for the help. That's a big thing as well is asking and allowing help because I know that I am worthy of going after my dreams and having my own career and business outside of just being a mum. Yeah. We all are so worthy of that. It's just whether we actually work on ourselves enough to feel that worthy and to then take action on it. Yeah. Or for me, I just honestly think I would have gone insane otherwise. I needed Mm. that creative fulfillment. And I honestly thought that becoming a mum, we're still in in the mum chat, but I honestly thought becoming a mum would be the most fulfilling and the only thing that I would ever need. Like that's what I lived for. I thought that would be my be all and end all would be a stay at home mom and I would thrive. It only took me about two short months to realize that was not the case for me at all. I, you know, I can't just do those repetitive daily tasks. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I just, I need that creative fulfillment, those goals. I need to, like, I could never work 
for example, in a workplace where there's no like a ability to climb up a ladder. Like I need that growth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that ambition. And while we're on the topic of leverage, it's also why this business is so good for mums or, you know, just busy people in general that then translates into time freedom because like the way that I coach people is like you should be able to do this in an hour a day and if it's more than an hour a day then you're procrastinating and not focusing on the right things an hour per social media platform so someone that wants to use like Instagram and Facebook they might do two hours if they just want to use one or the other it's like you know you can do everything you need to do that actually moves the dial forward in an hour a day are you going to get more out of it if you do more Absolutely. And I did more when I started, but the bare minimum of doing an hour a day is leveraging systems already set up for you, leveraging automation so that you can stay in your zone of genius and have more time to create from that zone of genius. And then eventually when you do replace your income and you do have that freedom, you've actually set yourself up your habits, your rituals, your schedule, your daily activity in a way that allows you to have a six-figure business in an hour or two a day. Like yeah. it gets to be that easy when you leverage things that are already created, like our online course already created. Could I go and make my own online course? Absolutely. My background's marketing. There is nothing in the in the freedom era, what we sell, that I can't go and teach. But why would I do that when we've got a people with different backgrounds and and amazing results sharing exactly how they've got to where they are and B it's all done for me like it's literally all there for me I'm one of the trainers now so at least I have contributed to it but I'm not going to go and create recreate the wheel just because for, for what like so that my ego can be like oh yeah it's my course instead of someone else's like I see that a lot in the industry that people feel like they it, it often, not always, but it often comes from a place of ego and them wanting to, um, you know, create it for, for the, themselves, like as their own product. And there is a time and a place for that. There's also so much leverage in collaboration and leveraging things that already exist that ha- have a proven track record as well and results so I'm a big believer in that it's why I've leveraged the online course and the automation and it's also why I've leveraged products that already exist and have existed for 49 years so I don't need to go out there and do the same like sure I could also be an affiliate for like Amazon products and go and do research and development and buy stock and you know do all of the um the work that's involved in having an Amazon store and that is leverage but still at the same time, it's too much of the the day-to-day like bricks and mortar business um, tasks involved for me. Once you see leverage and automation, you cannot unsee it. <laughs> like yeah. now all of the business opportunities that I see and look at and, you know, my, um, my one to five business plan that I've got, all of it's still leveraging other businesses and other opportunities. None of it is me starting anything from scratch because I know how to negotiate and I know where the opportunities lie in that. And that's really when you look at business people that have proper time freedom, that's all they've done. They've been really savvy with partnerships and collaborations and how can they use what is already a proven system instead of learning everything from scratch. Working smarter, not harder. 
And there were so many golden nuggets in that. Like at the start, it's just doing the basic, get it done, get that momentum happening. But you're going to like, sometimes it might take you a bit more than an hour at the start because you're going to fumble a bit. Mm. Like for someone new to create a reel, like when I first started creating them, it could have taken me hours to make one (laughs) and you fumble through that. And now I can create eight in like two hours, you know? So it's, it's really practice and just keeping on going and repeating those tasks and you will get so much faster and better at them. And you'll Mm. also get like clear on what things, oh, well, that wasn't really that helpful. So that's kind of unnecessary and what you should persevere with. Like Mm. it's just knowing that. And a big part too is patience and timing, knowing when the, like when you were saying about how you could take on this or do this or do that. I was one of those people that would always just rush headfirst into everything, have too much on my plate. And that's something I think I've really worked on. Um, it's like an art to know, mm. okay, is this the right timing? Is this my ego? Does this actually make sense? So for me, like with this podcast, it's been something on my heart for years. Like I love speaking, but I cannot think of a better time to have started it than when it finally happened. Mm. Um, and it wasn't procrastinating. It wasn't me not doing enough work, it, you know, or having that willingness to just do it or facing fears and whatever. It was just, it was never the right timing. And sometimes it's not going to be the right timing, but you've got to be really, really self-aware and really decisive in, is this just fear speaking or ego or, or is this actually like, yep, okay, now's the right time or not, you know? Absolutely. There's two words that like really stand out for me with what you've said there. It's restraint and trust. It's that art of restraint and knowing that you don't have to do everything at once. Mm -hmm. And if you do one thing properly, you know, where your energy goes, it grows, right? Like we all know that and we've all heard that, that focus on one thing and that's going to grow and that's going to appreciate and, and bring you the best return and investment, right? But we try and do 10 things at once, especially driven, ambitious women who are listening to this, (laughs) you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. You try and do too many things at once at at the detriment of each other, right? So it's like that art of restraint and just focusing on one thing at a time and trusting that you can get things to a place of being really established and then add to your, you know, income streams or add to your craft or add to what you're creating. Like you can always add to it and, and trust that you have the ability, but that the right timing will present itself as well. Yeah. And I see it exactly like, like what you said about the Rome wasn't built in a day, but the bricks, like I'm a very yeah. visual person. And I just see that me moving that needle in my business, that little bit every single day is me laying a brick every single day foundations for like, God knows where this will really take me. Like I could be speaking on stages for one day or writing books or who knows, but I'm laying the foundations for wherever my yeah. instincts and that will lead me. Mm. And um, I guess my key takeaway from all of this is this is called the Propel Podcast. And this is something I'm so passionate about is leveraging and focusing hardcore on one thing until it is that nice brick wall before going to the next thing will actually fast track your success. Mm. Because I had heard the saying like where your energy goes, grows so many times and it never really 
landed for me properly. I was like, oh yeah, I get that. But you know, when something properly, like you actually embody it and you're like, oh gosh, I actually did not receive that. So I wanted to explain a little bit more what that means. Like we actually do have only a certain amount of attention to give to tasks. And if you're trying to do like from the bottom up, multiple things at once, they're all going to be a little bit mediocre. Whereas if you focus on one thing, set that up, it's insane. You've got the automation, it's running along for you while you can rest a little bit more in that area and then you can add to the next part of your, you know, and that's how I reckon we'll be so much faster to getting to where you want to ultimately get to. Can I give you a real life example of this? And Okay, so I had the download in December of last year that I wanted to get into coaching, right? Like I've been in the online space for eight years, obviously backgrounds marketing, like that I love empowering women. It's like, it's always been part of me and I've always known that I wanted to do it. So I was like, okay, 2021 feels like the year for it. So I did, um, I partnered with a beautiful leader within the space and we did a um, February container and a March container with clients. They've had amazing results. It's been a lot of fun. And it's also not the right time for me to have jumped into that. And I know that now. So I've actually paused to refocus solely on my business to get to the goal that I'm running for at the moment. And until I get to that goal, I'm not splitting my focus because you know what happened while I was doing that coaching, which felt really good, really aligned, like, you know, had a lot of fun doing it. It's definitely my calling to have that, you know, in the future my business stayed still in those two months. So it's the perfect example of, you know, like still now I'm not at the point yet to like split my focus too much. Like I need, you can't have a goal to get somewhere and then focus on something completely different. Like my goal in my online business is to get to a certain point, yet I was focusing on coaching and starting a completely new business and company with my coaching, you know? So it's like, it's like saying, I really want to focus on my relationship with my husband, but I'm going to go over here and like go traveling for 12 months and not see him. Yeah. And like focus on something else. Like it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're going to have a great trip. You're going to have a fantastic trip, but that's an entirely different goal. (laughs) Yeah. And it took me so long to realize it, but once it landed for me, I can see all these other people doing it. So I really hope this lands for someone. And I love how like you've gone out and tried it. We're all going to make mistakes. It's all trial and error. You've retreated for the moment, you know, and that's the same thing. I've, I've even said this like full transparency to my husband about this podcast I want to do weekly episodes. And when I commit to something, I'm normally like, I'm so committed. But that belief about myself doesn't mean I can't change my mind. It doesn't mean that I can't go, well, actually, this isn't serving me. Actually, this is killing me, not helping me build my empire. And for the foreseeable future of this podcast, I can't see that happening. But you don't know. Like, Mm. no one knows what's coming the next day or weeks, months ahead. So it is a lot of trial and error and just. Yeah, absolutely. There's lessons in everything. That's why I don't believe in failure because you either learn or you succeed. Like there's no such thing as failure. Like any, you know, 
anything that you do, you're going to learn an awesome lesson or grow from it. Like doing the coaching that I did for two months would never take it back. I learned so much from it. And now I'm going to come back so much stronger, probably around June and like relaunch. And I know exactly what I want to teach and where the gaps are. So and that's another thing, like what you're saying about it leading to coaching, like th- that might be a really good real life example for people to see as well as those bricks. Mm-hmm. You're, yep. So you're not just, um, you said at the very beginning, funds to, you know, leverage those funds from this business into whatever's going to come next. Mm-hmm. And that's not just financially, that's going to be time because you've set yourself up, you've created that time freedom, that yeah. money, and it's also your um, results. Mm. And I see so many people trying to go and do things and it's possible to do it from the ground up. I've seen coaches do that, but it's so much harder than if you leverage something already set up for you, you have the results, you have the funds, you have the time. Imagine how much more enjoyable that would be, you know, to then step into the coaching or whatever that looks like. Absolutely. Like when you have, I think it's also like the energy around a coaching business. Like if you're, if you're solely um, reliant on a coaching income, then it puts a really, I don't want to say desperate, but there, there's definitely an energy of like, you're watching every dollar come in from mm-hmm. every client. So it means that every client that, that, you know, you get um, interest from you pretty much take on whether they're aligned with you and you know that they're the your soulmate client or not whereas for me it's not my full on income like it's a secondary passion income for me so I can say no to people mm-hmm. and I can also be really really ruthless with my boundaries on how much time I actually want to put into that as well because again what we said at the beginning of the podcast right like we're all here for freedom Like the online space attracts you because yes, you're driven and ambitious, but you also want time freedom. So, you know, coaching can end up being a space where you literally have back-to-back calls for like 12 hours a day and you start to like really impede on your own boundaries. I've heard this with so many coaches that have actually stepped into our space and gone the opposite. They've had a coaching career and then they've come into our space because they're sick of creating everything from scratch and they actually want to leverage and have a lot more time leveraged and, um, you know, like the legacy income and the um, financial leverage as well. So yeah, it's got to be a space that you've got really rock solid boundaries on and you know exactly what your day and your ideal life looks like so that you don't start to cross those boundaries and end up in a place, you know, where you're just like overwhelmed and exhausted and probably in a similar situation to working a corporate or professional job, which is what most people are trying to get away from getting into. Yeah. And that really makes me think of transferable skills, not just Mm -hmm. results um, and not just transferable skills, but transferable experience, because exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying, I wouldn't have been like, yes, I know what you're saying, Jess, but Being a leader myself, now I'm like, yeah, if I went into coaching, I would be very particular about who I worked with because working with people in any industry, teachers, nurses, is the most draining there is and it can also be the most fulfilling. Mm. So I I won't drop any names, but I know a coach myself that has, um, she's had so much success now, but in her first year, she made almost no money and would say yes to anyone and everyone. So exactly what you're saying is so true. And 
and and people are so naive and innocent to that. Whereas if you can leverage and already set up for your business, you learn all the email marketing and the social media and that kind of experience and that leadership and working with other people, you learn all that and you get to learn from people who have gone before you. So that's Mm. where instead of chasing the shiny objects and thinking that you know it all or that you, so like my dad used to call me know it all, (laughs) um, be coachable. Like, yeah, even if it doesn't fully like land for you when someone says where your energy goes will grow, like just take it on. Like it will eventually sink in and you'll go, crap, that's what they meant. Absolutely. There's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of coaches in my team that have been attracted to this space. And the biggest thing, I remember being on a strategy call with two of them when they first started and showing them the legacy income and the leverage. And it was so new to them. They were just like, wow, okay, I fully see the vision, Jess, like Mm -hmm. fully see how leveraged this is and that I don't have to exchange time for money. Yeah. And I can leverage something, which again is, is, um, can be an area of growth for a lot of coaches because they're so entrepreneurial. They're used to creating everything from scratch. So it's the muscle they need to build to be like, it's okay. It doesn't, Like it doesn't mean I'm any less capable because I am leveraging something that's already set up. I was going to add that. It's a lot of unlearning too. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been so conditioned for things to have to be a certain way. It has to be a lot of hard work. It has to be all on your shoulders. Like um, I even, I was, I've always labeled myself a stubborn independent. Even my dad said it in my wedding speech. But now I've realized actually that's limiting me and actually asking for help and leveraging automation and systems and processes and people who have gone before me and picking their brains will get me there, propel me there so much faster. Absolutely. If you can have exponential growth by learning from someone else's mistakes as well as their successes, that's always going to be worth your time and money. And that's why people pay for coaches and that's why people leverage courses, systems, you know, things that are already set up by the experts where the results are already there. Yeah. And it's not just for starting at the bottom. It like you and I will hire coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I don't think I've been more than about three months without a coach in this last three years of doing this business. Because you I learn so much faster. With someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not recreating the wheel. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was lots of golden nuggets in that. I think we've nailed that actually. And I hope people really do leave with that landing for them. And it's not um, not to be taken anyway in a put down. Like that's the whole point of this podcast. And the whole reason I wanted Jess as our first guest is that whole you're one step ahead of someone and we want to fast track you to propel you to help Mm. you by sharing this not put you down not um, make you think crap I've been doing it wrong it's it's to help you so thank you so much for coming on any last words or I think I just want to leave with this the power of automation and leveraging systems it's not only for your own freedom and you know, balance within life. It's also so that you can focus your time and energy on your zone of genius. And that's really the 
incredible magic that comes along with leveraging automation. Like you get to stay in your zone of genius and you get to have all of the menial tasks and the smaller things and the time consuming sort of day to day things taken, um, taken care of. And so many of us are not put giving ourselves the space and the time to play in our zone of genius. So that's really where the magic is. And that's why it's a, a topic that I'm so passionate about is leverage and automation. And they are the most least sexiest words, but when you have them in your life, like that's really where the freedom and, and being able to unleash your zone of genius really comes from. Absolutely. And it's so funny you say that because I was going to put it as the episode before this one, but I think that flows beautifully into, I'll put it as the next one where I'll actually share with you what automation looks like and how you can start putting that into Mm. your business, whatever business that is online today, automation, outsourcing and asking for help, what that actually looks like and how I've done that. Because like Jess said, that's all part of what we're saying about leveraging done for you systems, processes, Mm. businesses. Um, so that you can live more, work less, be in your zone of genius, impact more, create more. We're visionaries, we're creatives. That's where we want to spend our time. And that's going to, like I've said, I'll say it again, fast track you to Mm. where you want to head. Mm. Thank you so much, Jess. That was amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. My goal is to impact as many women as possible. So if you found this podcast inspiring, insightful or helpful in any way, please pay it forward by sharing this episode to your Instagram and don't forget to tag me at Ashley A. McNulty. I really appreciate it and look forward to seeing you here again next week.